news, information, and talk for the Fox Valley. The big one, AM 1280 WBIG, Aurora, Naperville. God bless you and welcome to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today. Jesus Christ, He is the solution for all the situations you and I might find ourselves in. He is God's solution for all mankind for all time. He stated in the Gospel of John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. Jesus Christ, He is the one who makes a difference. He made a difference in people's lives 2,000 years ago when He lived and walked among people, and He makes a difference today because He was raised from the dead and is seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies. I trust that Christ Jesus makes a difference in your life today, that you see the tremendous love that God has for you, that you come to have a deeper, and more full relationship with God as your Heavenly Father. That you see your purpose in life is far above the day-to-day circumstances of life. God's love for you, it knows no bounds. We have a very exciting program today. We'll hear some wonderful music, read some of the Bible together regarding the topic of the living Word of God, And in the second half hour, our guest interview is with a wonderful musician and songwriter who ministers God's heart and love through his music, Aaron Schaefer. Let's start off with this song, By Need to Breathe, it's called Brother.
mean anything? Do words affect our action or lack of action? Do words determine outcomes? To all three questions, yes, yes, and yes. Words are what frame the life we live. Words believed, they issue in results. The words that live in our heart, that is who we are. Psalm 119 contains a wonderful truth that we should surely desire as a living reality in our lives. If you've got your Bible handy and would like to turn to Psalm 119, we'll look at verse 11. There it states, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Why would we want to hide God's word in our heart? The answer is right there in that verse. So that we might not sin against God. Well, what is it to sin? Sin is to walk outside of God's will for our life. Where do we find God's will for our life? We find God's will in His Word. Words mean something. If you were to start a new job this week, you may be given a list of procedures and expectations for your new position. There will be a manual of words to direct you in your work activity. If you deviated from the direction of the work manual and you decided that you could do it better your way, well, in that situation, you might be terminated. You might lose your job. When it comes to God, He has given to His creation, mankind, a living manual that when believed and lived will literally take one's life to an extreme level of joy and peace. Who among us doesn't desire joy and peace in this world of heartbreak and unrest? It is available to live far above the circumstances of this life and to insert oneself as a healing balm into the lives of others who are living in the shadow of darkness and despair. Let's continue in Psalm uh, 119. Let's look at verse 130. The entrance of thy words gives light. It gives understanding unto the simple. The entrance of God's word, it gives light. The ESV version translates it as, The unfolding of God's word gives light. When God's word is revealed and made known, there is light. What happens when there is light? We're able to see. Have you ever been in a dark or a semi-dark room and you requested that the lights be turned on or up so that you could see more clearly? Well, I have. I'm sure you have too. What else happens when that light is turned on? The darkness is gone. Darkness can never put out light. Light always eliminates darkness. 
Just look around. The world that we live in today is a very dark place. Why is it dark? Because of words that are spoken and believed. Fear, that's darkness. Sickness, that's darkness. Poverty is darkness. But there are words of light in God's word that dispel fear, heal sickness, and bring abundance. Uh, Psalm 119, continuing there in verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Have you ever gotten up in the middle of the night and stubbed your little toe on the edge of wooden furniture? Yeah, me too, and it hurts, doesn't it? Have you ever stubbed your life because of making a wrong decision, because of words of darkness believed? Yep, me too there, and it hurts, doesn't it? Well, God's word, it's a lamp and it's a light unto our feet and our path. The path our feet walk is the life we live. Every day we do things and we make decisions because of words that we have heard and believed, either words of light or words of darkness. The word of God, it will light the path of joy, peace, health, abundance, love, kindness, and rest. Some so easily dismiss the written word of God. They say, well, that's just an old fogey book, and its ideas are outdated, and it's really, really not useful for today. Others might say the Bible is not necessary, because the Spirit, well, the Spirit, that's going to teach me all I need to know. And still others pick and choose only the parts that agree with their preconceived ideas. I believe one thing that we all could agree upon is that Jesus Christ... God's only begotten Son, He lived the life that each of us who love God also desire to live. He is our example. In the church epistles, we are exhorted to imitate our Lord. We are encouraged to walk in His steps. Let's look at a wonderful example of His in the Gospel of Luke when He was tempted of the devil. And it will start in Luke chapter 4, uh, verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when those forty days were ended, he afterward hungered. Verse 3, And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Jesus replied to the temptation offered with the written word of God. He said, It is written. Verse 5, And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all, all of this shall be thine. Verse 8, And Jesus answered, and he said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. You see there in verse 8, Jesus didn't argue with the devil. He didn't try to reason with him. 
he replied with the written word of God. He spoke God's word. Verse 9, And he brought him to Jerusalem, and he set him on a pinnacle of the temple. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from here. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. That's interesting there in verse 10, because the devil used the word of God. He said, it is written, to tempt Jesus Christ to sin. The devil knows the word. He just took it out of context, and he misused it. Not surprisingly, there are some today that will misuse the word of God, taking it out of context to justify a scheme or a belief. Let's continue in verse 12. Jesus Christ answered and said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. When Jesus was confronted with the opportunity to sin, he countered the temptation with his Father's word. Could Jesus possibly be on to something here? Did he know something about words and the power of the spoken word of God that maybe we have missed somewhere along the line? Jesus Christ didn't try to convince the devil to his way of thinking. He didn't use logic to try and dissuade the temptation. He didn't apologize for the circumstance he found himself in. He didn't hem and haw, wondering any what-ifs. He spoke God's word. John chapter 6, verse 63, a tremendous truth here. It is the spirit that quickens, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Jesus Christ said of the words that he spoke, they are spirit and they are life. God's word is alive and it's spiritual in nature. It's a living word. His word has life of itself. When God's word is spoken from a believing heart, lives change. His word changes circumstances. Fear is replaced by peace. Sickness is replaced with health. Poverty is replaced with abundance. You know, some of you that might be closer to my age, you may remember the slogan of the brokerage firm E.F. Hutton from back in the 1970s and 80s. It was, when E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen. Well, here's a new slogan for today. It's a timeless slogan. When God speaks, when we speak God's word, life changes. Fear is replaced by peace. Sickness is replaced with health. Poverty is replaced with abundance. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4, still in the New Testament here. Uh, Verse 9 is where we'll start. There remains therefore a rest to the people of God. Verse 10. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own work as God did from his. You know, there is a rest available to you and I today. Earlier in Hebrews, it refers to the rest that God entered into after he had put back in order the heavens and the earth in Genesis. On the seventh day, it says, he rested. God had completed his work. His work was accomplished by the words 
that he spoke. Remember in Genesis where he said, let there be light. God reordered his creation with words. Well, in like manner, Jesus Christ, while hanging on the tree, giving his life for you and I, he proclaimed, it is finished. What was finished? The work that Jesus Christ had come to do was complete. That work, man's redemption. Man's redemption had been accomplished. Jesus Christ, he is the complete Savior. He had finished the work his Father had sent him to do. Continuing back in Hebrews verse 11 there, Let us therefore labor to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Today we are to labor to enter into the rest that's made available through the accomplished work of Jesus Christ. Where is that rest found? Our rest is found in the righteousness of God. We do not labor of our own works to be approved before God. Our labor is to accept, to believe what God has done for us through Christ, lest we fall through unbelief as the children of Israel did in the wilderness. Verse 12, a tremendous verse here that describes some of the aspects of God's word. For the word of God is quick, and that word quick could be living. The word of God is living and powerful. That word powerful could be better translated energizing. For the word of God is living and energizing and sharper than any two-edged sword. You know, words are swords. It says in Ephesians that the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. Let's start that verse over again. Verse 12, for the word of God, it's living, it's energizing, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, it pierces the heart of a man or a woman. The Amplified Version states it really clear, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow, of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. The Word of God, it exposes the motives of the heart. It's the spoken Word of God that quenches the fiery darts, the lies of the evil one. You know, I want the light of God's Word to dispel any darkness that's in my heart, and I believe that you would desire the same. Jeremiah, a wonderful, awesome prophet of God in the Old Testament, in Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. The great prophet Jeremiah, he ate the word of God. He thought and meditated on God's Word. It wasn't just a, a fleeting thought here and there. No, He dwelt there. He mulled the Word over and over in His mind, and He talked with God about that Word. 
The wisdom and understanding Jeremiah received from eating God's word enabled him to live for God. God's word, it was the joy and rejoicing of Jeremiah's heart. It was in the words given to Jeremiah by God that Jeremiah, he saw his calling in his day and time, for he was called by the Lord God of hosts. Let's look at another wonderful example from the Old Testament, a prophet, a king, and a teacher, David. And in Psalm 119, uh, verse 97 is where we'll start. Oh, how love I thy law, thy word. It is my meditation, my reflection, my thinking, my devotion all the day. Thou, through thy commandments, thy word, has made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation or my reflection. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. It sounds here like David was one that had hidden God's word in his heart that he might not sin against God. He continues on in verse 102, I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. God will teach us. Meditate on his word. Talk to him. Ask him to teach you his way to give you understanding and wisdom, and he surely will. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We're in a battle every single day. The battlefield is the mind, your mind and my mind. The weapons of the warfare, they're not fists, they're not knives, they're not guns. The weapon used in the battle, words. And it's always the word of God versus the word of the adversary. Verse 5, casting down imaginations and every false thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. To the obedience of Christ. We are to demolish imaginations, reasonings that are false and in direct opposition to God and His will. We are to control our thinking to the end that every thought we have is brought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In other words, we are to think and speak God's Word, which is God's will. Remember our example of Jesus Christ when He was tempted of the devil in the wilderness? He confronted the temptation with, It is written. He spoke the word of God. I don't believe any one of us can improve upon that response. It is written. That is the only appropriate and effective response. In Psalms, it states that God has magnified his word above all his name. He considers his word to be quite valuable. Jesus Christ, he is that living word. He always did his Father's will. And he stated, He who has seen me has seen the Father. You and I are encouraged in God's word to not only be an imitator of Jesus Christ, but to also imitate our Heavenly Father. We today are to be that living word that will begin to take place as we put on the mind of Christ and as we lead captive every thought to the obedience of Christ and as we walk in love toward this dying world.
days life feels perfect other days it just ain't working the good the bad the right the wrong and everything in between yo it's crazy amazing we can turn our heart through the words we say mountains crumble with every syllable broken live or die so speak life Other days my thoughts just fall apart I do, I don't, I will, I won't It's like I'm drowning in the deep Well it's crazy to imagine Words from my lips as the arms of compassion Mountains crumble with every syllable Who can live or die? So speak life, speak life To the deadest, darkest night Speak life, speak life When the sun won't shine and you don't know why guest today is a songwriter and musician. When you hear his music, you see the great heart he has for God and God's people and how his music ministers God's word to people's hearts. His CD is titled Glory to Glory. He's from Georgia and he has been in Naperville the past few days for the Young Believers Weekend where there were attendees from all over the country. I'd like to welcome to the show Aaron Schaefer. Welcome Aaron. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's awesome. Great to have you here this morning in the studio your favorite song that you've uh, written and that you enjoy singing sort of ties into your testimony and how you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ maybe you could tell us a little bit about that story this song is kind of the most special to me I don't play it everywhere I go 
it's on the album because it was really uh, just one of the most special times in my life. I had been raised in a Christian family, a beautiful Christian family, the picture-perfect Christian family. Mm -hmm. And then I decided I was going to go live out in left field and in high school and be Mr. Party Guy and kind of put my family through a bunch of junk back then. And God, one great thing was I knew God was always with me, even when I was out there living like an idiot. And um, God just tenderly and lovingly brought me back into his fold and really taught me the story of the prodigal son or the forgiving father out of the Gospels. And I was back with God. I was He was working in me and teaching me his word. And I always loved music, but I could never write a song. Mm-hmm. And I went out to Arizona. I stayed with a minister and his wife for a week. And I was telling them, I said, I really love music. And I was 18 years old. I'm 34 now, so that's a while ago. <laughs> And uh, I said, I love music, and I'd, I'd really love to write songs, and I just can't write them. I can't figure out. He says, well, just ask God. And I thought, well, that's kind of a novel idea. Okay. So flew back home, and, you know, I'm just back fresh into the Word, live out of the hog country, and I was listening to this teaching on the prodigal son, and it was just the story of my life, you know. It was I had taken everything that my wonderful family had given me and just wasted it and put them through turmoil and myself and then God came in and really saved me when I came to myself and said I need to go back to you know my father so I was back I was praying to God and I just had heard this teaching and I was asking God to give me songs I wanted to write for him Mm -hmm. and I was riding home one night it was probably 11 o'clock at night in my car just asking God or talking to God just and then all of a sudden this song just fell into my mind and it was amazing it was just god had given me a song and it was about the prodigal son Mm, and that's the one you call forgiving father right Forgiving father and it was the story of my life it was the first song i ever wrote and it was just such a a blessing that that would be the start of something was him giving me a song that i could relate to so well Mm -hmm. since then it's just just been how i've written and written and written and I've written 40 to 50 songs that just God just pours out to me I think we'll play that song Forgiving Father okay through the darkness I could see his light shining on me and guiding me back home In the wrong, I had a song in the night Telling me that everything would be alright One day I finally came to myself What's the use in living like hell I arose and started to walk but he saw me coming a great way off and then he came running to me 
I'm back home where I belong with God Loving me and calling me his own Joy to be in this family To know him is how life was meant to be One day I finally came to myself What's the use of living like hell? I rose and started to walk He saw me coming a great way off and then He came running to me Oh, my father came running to me Now, Aaron, you said Forgiving Father is your favorite song. My favorite song on your CD is the one called Meteor. Can you give us a little heart behind that? Because it really uh, shows people that they have a purpose to life, and that's what I really enjoy about that song. Yeah, that is definitely the fan favorite. Everywhere <laughs> I go, it's play Meteor, play Meteor. And I, I love that song. That song was interesting because that was a, a great fear that I was in and turmoil that I was in when I was living outside of God's love and his wisdom and his you know not that he I was outside of his love but just not recognizing it and not mm -hmm. knowing it and the line in there I felt so insecure like a meteor could fall out of the sky and end my life it wouldn't change a thing mm -hmm. we're all an accident it was a huge fear that was just I remember thinking that exact thing but God you know brought me from that and gave me purpose gave me a reason gave me meaning there was meaning to all of life there was meaning to everything and mm -hmm. yeah people love dancing yeah, around to that song so. well we're gonna play that one too okay So many things unknown How far does the sky go? I felt so small Lost in confusion Lost in my own mind What is wrong and what is right Will I ever and I felt so insecure like a meteor could fall out of the sky And in my whole life, it wouldn't change a thing Cause we're all an accident on this planet
never, never go again Where I was lost within I have seen his truth A new creation, a new lease on life I know what's wrong and what is right Word has been revealed. I know down in the soul, no matter where I go, he watches over me. Oh, he fights my enemies and fills my heart with joy. A new life eternally when I believe that God raised up his son. Christian or secular artists have had an impact on your music? The surprising thing, I think, is Elvis. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really loved Elvis when I was young. I mean, just loved listening to Elvis's music. And he had a quartet called the Stamps that played with them, and they were a, a gospel quartet, southern gospel. And I learned some of their songs. I learned a lot of Elvis songs, and I learned some of their you know Christian songs mm-hmm. and then now I travel around with three of my friends and Andrew McGarry Josh Seams and Justin Demers and we we all play together kind of as a band and we're like a little bit of an unofficial tribute band the need to breathe mm. we love 
need to breathe as a Christian band. That is a great one, too, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and Elvis, I remember hearing a story about him that after he would do his public concerts, when they'd go back to the dressing room, that he would spend hours sometimes just singing gospel tunes. Yeah, just all night long. And that amazing gospel album that he did, from what I heard, and I don't know if it's true, they wouldn't pay for the production of it or anything. They thought it would be a failure. Mm. And he did it himself, and it was one of his biggest hit mm. records. I believe it. Wow. <laughs> it was an amazing gospel record that Elvis did. You've performed live a lot of different locations, uh, whether it be small, intimate Bible studies in homes or whether it be like this past weekend at the Younger Believers weekend where there's 100 people in the audience or more at times. Could you share with us a time when you were ministering through music where you saw the mighty hand of God's deliverance in someone's life? To play for tons and tons of people has been amazing. To hear their testimonies of what the music has done has been amazing. But one of the biggest impacts that I had because my heart's desire and everything when I started this was to be able to do what David did mm-hmm. when he would play the harp for Saul. The spirits would leave. And my neighbor, when I just started, and it was a actual a stamps, the Elvis's quartet, I've learned one of their songs. I kind of rearranged it a little bit for my taste. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called The Lighthouse. It's an old hymn. And... I was I just I loved the song it struck me and I know God just had it strike me in a way that I really loved it to figure it out my neighbor which my wife and I were very close to her husband died mm. she called me like as soon as he died I was at work she came home and found him dead on the couch well she was very upset very distraught and for a couple months she was just totally depressed and I tried to share the word with her and she went to different churches and she just didn't get treated right so she turned to mediums Mm -hmm. because she wanted to speak to her husband and next thing she had a lot of problems at the house um, spirit spiritual influences and she thought he was there doing stuff to remind her that he was still there and she was caught up in a very strong depression and it was a spiritual influence on her it wasn't just mourning and grieving for it was far greater than that and it was this spiritual presence that was evil that was there and I didn't know this but I was over there just talking to her sharing the word with her trying to love her I saw a guitar there and I said do you play the guitar and she said no that was her husband's and at the funeral she had this great desire to hear this one song called The Lighthouse played at her husband's funeral and they didn't do it and then she's telling me all this stuff about what's going on and how depressed she is and I said can I play you a song and I just learned the lighthouse wow and uh I played it for her and she stood there and just cried and Mm -hmm. cried and cried and after that no more spiritual influence in the house that's awesome and she came out of her depression and Mm -hmm. she became just a wonderful happy lady she got married again and so it was uh that was always my desire it wasn't to do anything but to minister to people through, if if what I was going to do through music was going to be anything, it just, I just wanted it to minister. Mm-hmm. And I, that was pretty awesome. That's Yeah, that's a tremendous example of the word ministering to someone's heart and life. Awesome. That's cool, Aaron. That's great. <laughs> now, this past weekend, you've been in Naperville for the Young Believers Weekend, of which several musicians from throughout the country came, as well as I think there were like over 90 attendees 
What was sort of the highlight for you of this weekend or what really uh, made an impression upon your heart that you saw with all the young believers coming together? I was totally blown away with, at the end of the weekend, how affectionate everybody was. We grew so close, so quick. It was like we had all known each other forever. The love of God was so there, so present that I was just floored. Mm-hmm. And it just, it really overtook me. It it ministered to me and my life and needs that I had coming here. And it just, it was like, you know, just on a cloud nine. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's <laughs> like my son said this morning how you can meet people that maybe you've never met before, but it seems like you've known them your entire life. And it's because of that bond of the Spirit of God and the love of God. Yeah. That's really awesome. <laughs> it was great. Are you currently working on another CD? Can you tell us a little bit about it if you are? I and my three other band members, unofficial band members, we are going to do one mm-hmm. as a band. We just have to get right all the songs first. Okay, okay. But, but this is new, this band, and we're spread out entirely across the whole country, so mm-hmm. we we got to get kind of, I'm moving to Colorado, and gonna we're going to start working together to do some some more stuff awesome and in colorado too you'll be near scott powell who i believe produced your last cd right yep i'll be two hours south of scott okay and we've had scott on the show i think maybe about a month ago and played quite a bit of his music as well so it'll be great to see you guys collaborate together with your band members as well forward to that in closing aaron what's on your heart today that maybe you'd like to share with us and with the listeners to encourage us towards god and his word One thing out of this weekend that has impressed me was to know God's love. Because God is love, and there's nothing greater that we can experience. And last night we had just kind of an informal music night with all the people, and there were some folks from the weekend that had gone out just sightseeing in Chicago, and they ran into an atheist and a, like a spiritualist, and just invited them to come and they had some very strong opinions <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's fine i didn't you know i didn't try to defeat them with the word or anything i tried to share it i just thought you know i'm just gonna let god do his thing and let them see and i knew without god without god's family you know believing christian people it's a cold it's a dark and it's a hurtful world out there. Mm-hmm. But for them to see the love and the affection that we had, God's love will just work into somebody. Everybody wants a family. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be in a loving family. And then my other thing I, would, I guess I would like to share would be to go to God's word and ask him to reveal his word to you for your life and for your heart at this time and see God just work. Mm-hmm. You know, see God work in your life, see God work in your heart, and just gain in that closer relationship with him. That was just one of the things really shared at the weekend was, you know, looking to God, looking to God for all these things and gaining in that relationship and and looking at other people as God sees them. Mm-hmm. You know, it says that we know, no more do we know any man by the flesh, you know, and Christ looked out upon the multitudes and he saw a great value. He saw so much value that he gave his life for everybody because he saw what God saw. Yeah. He saw how 
much God loved them and how much God wanted them to be back to him, to have that relationship back with him, to know him, to know his love, to know their value, to know their meaning, <laughs> mm-hmm. to know a meteor is not going to fall out of the sky and right. kill them, you know, and to, he cares for the birds, he cares for all these things, but we're, he cares for us so much greater, so much that he'd give his own son to, you know, so we could have that relationship back with him. I want to look at people like that. I don't want to look at them by their flesh. I want to judge them on God's love, how much God loves them, and help try to help people to see that. Mm-hmm. I want to see. I want people to see how valuable and how loved they are by God, and then to gain that relationship with the Father, and then He can show them how much He loves them. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's awesome. That almost sounds like it could make a great song title, <laughs> Valuable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, you brought your guitar here in the studio today, so we're definitely going to have you sing a song live before we close out. But I do want to ask, if our listeners want to get a hold of you, what's going to be the best way for them to reach you? If they want to get a copy of your CD or just get in contact with you? If you want to buy the CD, you can go on iTunes and just search Aaron Schaefer, S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R, mm-hmm. or search Glory to Glory. Okay. It's on iTunes, or they can go to um, CD Baby. That's where you can get a hard copy of the CD. They'll ship it to you, or Amazon. You have a website too, right? I have a website, yes, AaronSchaefer.com. We'll put links up to all that stuff so people can quickly access it then off our website as well. Yeah, and I think there's links on that to CD Baby or iTunes and mm-hmm. stuff too, so they can go there. And if you want to contact me, you can go through the the website or just find me on facebook and message me okay awesome well i really appreciate you taking time today to share your heart and life well thanks for having me and thanks for all you do and uh, i got a shout out to my wife and my oh yeah hi kelly hi girls (laughs) so god bless you aaron thank you very much god bless you thank you The sun always rises, even from the darkest night. The sea is always quiet when the wind subsides. The trials of life are but for a few souls of my life. I give to you, so you never fail. Never late, and nothing can prevail against your grace. And like an eagle's wings, you renew my strength. So I will wait. I will wait upon you, Lord, to see your power displayed. I will wait. Ooh. 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 
As that fire grew hotter, the king's anger did the same. As they wouldn't bow to his altar, that golden image he had made. They said, we'll all go up in flames. We won't give in, no, our God is able. Wait on him, you did not fail. Wonderful heart and music from Aaron Schaefer. What a great musician he is. Now, a word from some of our sponsors. If your business is looking to make a change, talk to the Carter Group. For 20 years, the Carter Group has been assisting in corporate relocations, asset management, even hospital transition planning, offering customized solutions with successful results. Not a one-size-fits-all solution, but a solution tailored with the success of your business in mind. For more information, call the Carter Group at 312-422-5555. 312-422-5555. Providing all your home repair needs, John's Handyman Service has been serving the Naperville and Aurora area for 10 years. From carpentry to bathroom remodels, painting to electrical work, no job is too big or too small for John. As a retired Army veteran, John prides himself with being on time every time. Call the handyman with experience. Call John's Handyman Service. John will even tackle that basement finishing project or deck build. Just call John's Handyman Service at 630-392-4970. That's 630-392-4970. Honesty, loyalty, respect. These are words not applied to all mortgage and financial companies. But with Integrity Mortgage and Financial Incorporated, the name says it all. Integrity Mortgage prides themselves in maintaining an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. If you are interested in working with a company with integrity, call Neil Bodie for more information at 866-816-9810. 866-816-9810 for mortgage and financial needs. We have so much to be thankful for. What an awesome Heavenly Father we have that has given us eternal life uh, because of the accomplished work of Jesus Christ. Continue to look to Him, look to His Word, trust Him knowing that He loves you so very, very, very much. I'd like to thank you for joining us today. 
on the Solution Radio Show. Thank you to our guest, Aaron Schaefer, for sharing his heart and life. All of the Solution Radio Shows are archived at thesolutionradioshow.com. You may re-listen there at your convenience. There's also links on the website to the websites of our guests, musicians, and sponsors. Also on the website, there's a page for upcoming events. If you'd like your event listed, please just send the information to info at thesolutionradioshow.com. A reminder that the praise line is open 24 hours a day where you may call in and give a testimony of God's working in your heart and life. The number is 844-705-3410. We'll play some of those testimonies in upcoming shows. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please email me at info at the solutionradioshow.com. The Solution Radio Show is listener-supported, both by your prayers and your financial giving. We really are thankful for and appreciate your support. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. That address again, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. There is a donation link available also on our website at thesolutionradioshow.com. Thank you to our sponsors, the Carter Group, with offices in Chicago, Dallas, and Minneapolis, Integrity Mortgage and Financial in Colorado Springs, Colorado, John's Handyman Service in the Aurora Naperville area, Morningstar Computer Training and Consulting, also in the Aurora Naperville area. Please visit the sponsors page on our website to find out more information. Thank you to our engineer and production support, Bill Albecker. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you. You are God's very best. You're tuned to The Big One, AM 1280, WBIG, Aurora, Naperville.